The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Marenzi. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates stepping up and in. We got your back here this evening. Whatever sport you're into, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk NHL hockey. We got Mo Cod in Montreal as they're going crazy on the streets of Montreal uh, right now as they advance to the uh, semifinals. And in fact, they're the first team to advance uh, to the semifinals. And it's funny because Gary Bettman wanted to uh, hurry things up uh, in the Canadian division and get them caught up. Well, they're caught up, uh, Bettman. What's your next move going to be? Um, so the Montreal Canadiens await the winner of Vegas and Colorado. Uh, Mo Khan joins us uh, from Montreal, TSN Radio, uh, play-by-play voice, McGill University, uh, and more. Great football player Mo was, too, at uh, Concordia. Uh, played with the Shattuckie Raiders. Um, so good college football player uh, Mo Khan was as well. We got George Kurtz in Long Island. All right, so we got Montreal covered. We got Long Island covered. The New York Islanders victorious tonight, 5-4. We don't have anyone in Milwaukee joining us, and that's a good thing because, you know what, I don't want to talk about it. And it's a good thing that the Montreal Canadiens won tonight. Otherwise, it would have been a disaster. Not only are they my team, but I had a a ton of money on them, and I had a bunch of big plays and stuff like that. But we're on the wrong end of the basketball uh, scores this evening. I wasn't sure Milwaukee would win this game, but I thought Milwaukee would show up. Uh, tonight it was worse than game one and you know evidently Brooklyn doesn't need James Harden against uh, Milwaukee 125 to 86 a complete blowout and beatdown. Uh, Rick Saratella is going to step up and in and join us we'll talk NFL football because you know why because it's never a bad time to talk NFL football that's why it's actually been quite a few signings over the weekend and stuff that sort of flew under the radar we'll get into it with Rick uh, but there's a team that you know, Zatina might be better than we're all giving them credit for coming into this year, at least as far as the offseason that they've had and the talent that they've signed. And it might be a team that'll surprise you, but I'm not going to give you that team right now because that's what you call a radio tease. Uh, Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible and uh, Sports Illustrated will step up and in a kick with us a little bit uh, later on. Uh, so, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets just absolutely massacre uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Man, Milwaukee were terrible in game one from the three-point line. They shot 20%. They hit six three-pointers. Tonight, they hit eight three-pointers. They were eight at 27. Yeah, Brooklyn were 21 of 42. It's not, not hard to figure out what happened in this game. You suck! Bring it! We do this 24 hours a day, every day. It's real. And it's here. We've got to come up with a better name for it than fantasy sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Dot com. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Welcome to the 117th dust up between the snort and swine of Springfield AM and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, Doctor, break out the hickory switch. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Ramsey. Throwing it down on the Monday night uh, meltdown. Paul Bovey normally joins us on Mondays, but he's still in Mexico. I'm not sure when he's coming back. Uh, remember, he said, oh, I'm going to be coming back tomorrow. I'm going to be coming back uh, maybe, you know what I mean, maybe maybe in the next couple of days. I think that was like two weeks ago or something like that. Right? Like, uh, hey, listen, I'm not, uh, I'm not calling him out. All right? Um, all right, it's already coming. Here's our boy Patrick Creighton, actually, who's a regular guest uh, with us uh, from Houston, ESPN. Because uh, uh, I just said, that's not a championship celebration in Montreal. He goes, this dude has no idea what Montreal would look like if they won a cup. Also, they have no chance to beat Vegas. Hey, listen, Vegas haven't even beat Colorado yet. I like how, like, we can't beat a team that hasn't even advanced yet. <laughs> Do we have Mo Comback right now? I was, uh, I was told that we do. What's going on, Mo? Sorry about that. It must have been a dead zone in the household here. I guess all the celebrations oh, no, it wasn't, up in the air. Was it your fault? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It wasn't. Uh, was it? Was it your fault? Our apologies. That's you know, exactly. The people have started rioting. It's like the purge. Uh, it's like the new purge. But listen, it's already coming in here right now. I already see this yeah. dude. So my boy Patrick Creighton says, "Ah, oh, this dude has no no idea what it looked like. I'm not sure I really want to come." Also, they have no chance of beating Vegas. Vegas haven't even gotten through yet, and neither have Colorado. But it's already started. I was talking with an odds maker last night, Mo, and the Canadians are going to be. I get it. They're going to be underdogs, and rightfully so. But the thing is, guys, the the um, Toronto Maple Leafs were bigger favorites to win the Stanley Cup than the Vegas Golden Knights were. So. You know, it's not like, you know, suddenly, oh, the Canadians are playing way better teams. I know, like, there's this greater, you know, this big inflation of this stuff, but they'll be underdogs, Bo, but the way that they're playing right now, you've got Carey Price, and you've got four lines that are all contributing. Anything can happen. Nobody thought the New York Islanders were going to beat the Boston Bruins either, and they have them on the ropes. They definitely do. And, look, you look at the health as well. Jeff Petrie. He, in all likelihood, probably won't play game one, most likely game two of the third round. And he's an integral part of that back end, game of what he's done throughout the season. He had a great start to the year, kind of fluttered a bit midway through. But he's come on strong in the last uh, playoff series or so here in this year's edition. I think for now, for the Montreal Canadiens, this enables them to get their guys even more healthier. Uh, it allows Dominic Ducharme more time to implement his system going towards round three. And look, Gabe, where would they play, Colorado or Vegas? There's no question the Habs will be an ultimate underdog given how well those teams have been. But you wonder, for those two teams now, they're going to go 
tooth and nail for the next six, uh, two more games, maybe three more games left in the series. How healthy will they be when they play Montreal most likely next Monday, if not next Tuesday, on a short turnaround? So you wonder for that situation moving ahead here, if Colorado or Vegas Wards have that, how healthy will they be? But I think for the Montreal Canadiens right now, they're sort of you know lying underneath right now, under, in the under, underbelly of the playoffs right now with what they've done. But right now for them, it's all about rest for the next couple of days, and then from there they'll get ready for round three. Man, so do you think, let's say they played, let's say they played on Tuesday, Thursday, and then Saturday. I mean, they might not have a choice but to end up on the weekend in Montreal, right? But, but they wouldn't get the prime spot, though, even if it's Vegas or Colorado, because they're a West Coast team, and you would have a pretty big, look, either way, it's a big market, right? With Boston or New York that's going to play Tampa, right? Tampa's going to eliminate Carolina, so... I could see them still getting the bloody Saturday night game, bro. And the Canadians would play on, like, Sunday afternoon, maybe on a Friday night. I don't know. I'm curious to see how the schedule plays out. Right, and let's not forget, Gabe, with now with the agreement in place for U.S. teams to come up to Canada to play, you wonder from a protocol process, how long will that be, right? Because this would be the first time that we've seen an American team play north of the border in almost yeah, 14, yeah, 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 15 yeah. months. So what is What's the protocol going to be for that, right? So it's all these moving parts now in the coming days. And I think for the NHL, for, for the Canadian government, they'll figure this out here. But again, I think for the Montreal Canadiens, you're right, though, Gabe. They will not get the primetime slot, given that NBC will have the Final Four. And, you, and there's no question, New York's a far bigger market. And even Tampa, to an extent, has done very well from a TV number perspective for NBC. So that will likely get the best slot. And then, of course, for Montreal, they might be the 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon game, if not a 1 o'clock puck drop on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Mo Khan joining us uh, from uh, Montreal uh, right now as the Canadians advance. But, you know, one thing is, listen, uh, either way, um, either way, the Canadians are going to get some time off. And I'd like to see, hopefully, they, they start to let a couple of more fans in as well as, as we move forward. But the thing is, Mo, we do know what the protocols are going to be. The, the, the Colorado or Vegas, when they go to Montreal, they're not going to be allowed to leave their hotel, right, which is actually a benefit nope. for them. Right, it's a benefit for them, I think, because it keeps them more just focused on hockey. So whatever they can leave the hotel, but you know what I mean. Like they they have to live in it. They can't be in the public. So like they could be in the hotel. They can order food. They're gonna you know have a, a spot in the arena and stuff that they can go to. But they're gonna be in a mini bubble. But the thing is, they don't get tested daily for COVID every day right now, right? Um, as it no. is, like if you're in Vegas or Colorado, now they will. That was part of the deal. So look like John Rom. It could happen where they could lose players due to COVID, actually, which they wouldn't have because they wouldn't have been tested, <laughs> essentially, if they yeah. were in, in Vegas. So it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But as far as the numbers are concerned, Vegas will probably be about like a 2-1 two, two to one favorite against Montreal, and Colorado would be like minus 250. They can't go crazy because the Canadians have won seven in a row, and they're hot as hell right now. But, man, it's sports, Mo. And it's the playoffs. Anything can happen, and especially, especially in hockey. Especially in hockey. Like, I think people have been paying attention. The Canadians are 20-0 and 0 in their last 20 playoff games if they score three or more goals. That's not a mirage. No, no. And think about it, Gabe. Last Monday, the Habs were, were, were 60 minutes away from being bounced by Toronto. 
And tonight, or early morning now in Montreal, they're now in the third round. It, it, the beauty of sport is that it can change in the blink of an eye for the hats. It has. And I think, you know, and I think rightfully so from what you laid out from, from the lines for this upcoming series, whoever they face, that's probably the appropriate thing. And game, let's not forget, though, right? For, for in Quebec, and for those who are not familiar, the equivalent of a premier is the governor in the States. Uh, there has been talk maybe of expanding the uh, crowd number to maybe 3,000, maybe 4,000. And that could definitely entice more fans to do the proper protocols to get in place. And also, the good news is, in the province of Quebec, the numbers have been very stable, even improving day by day. So by next week, we could see some huge numbers where it's positive outlook here that Francois Legault, the Premier of Quebec, could say, you know what, let's allow a few more fans to come into the arena to watch the apps play uh, in the next best out of seven series. Yeah, it's still going to cost a hell of a lot of money to get in. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> it's going to be like 1200 bucks, 1500 bucks, maybe 1000 um, or or so. So who do you think it's going to be? Who do you think they end up playing, Colorado or Vegas? Everybody, you know, assumes Colorado this, Colorado that. I'm not buying in. I think Tampa Bay could beat Colorado even. Even if Colorado got to the final, I think Tampa Bay's experience is, is I think they're better than Colorado. Um, so Colorado haven't proven it before. That's the thing. And, look, you look at Vegas – Vegas are a dangerous team because they've got a bunch of veterans that have been not, they've knocked on the door a bunch of times, and they have a bunch of playoff experience. So I, you know, I'm not ready to write Vegas off even against Colorado due to Vegas's playoff experience. They've actually played better than Colorado over the last three games. They have, and this could easily have been three-one Vegas going to Game Five back in Colorado tomorrow, right? And the thing is, for Vegas, if you look back at that game, Game Four. In, in Vegas, it was on Sunday, right? They 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 go down one nothing within the first two minutes of that first period, right? And they come back as as gangbusters and they put the the hammer to the Avalanche and never look back. And end up winning five one. The thing has been that Vegas has adjusted to what has been thrown by Colorado so far in the series. Now the question is, can Jared Bednar come out there with a better game plan to second guess Vegas and have them second guessing themselves in Game Five? Because look, Gabe, the way it was, Game One was a complete write off because of how they approached Vegas. But right now for Game Five, the most important important thing for the Avalanche is to get off that fast start, but to make sure they don't have careless mistakes like they did in their own zone that cost them a couple of goals on Sunday night when they lost in Game 4. All right, Mo Khan with us. Uh, Mo, we'll just keep it for a couple more minutes because I want to talk about uh, Mark Bergevin. And unlike people, as I tweeted out on May 19th that the Canadians were going to come out of the North, and all these people laughed at that stupid gift that they sent me and stuff, and of course not one of those jackasses comes back and says, oh, good job. But I'm not a jackass troll on Twitter, so I have been critical of Bergevin, but I am going to give him some credit for this on the other side with Mo Khan. Bring it. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
I believe he's talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. The late night anger management class. This is Portridge. I am Gable Morenzi. George Kurtz will step up and in from Long Island, New York in the second hour of the program, level two, level three. We've got Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, Sports Illustrated, some interesting NFL signings uh, over the last couple of days that have kind of flown under the radar um, due to the Julio Jones trade and due to the NBA and NHL playoffs. So speaking of the NHL playoffs, they really are partying hard uh, right now. And um, you've got to love the synergy here that today in Montreal, they actually reopened uh, bars and restaurants. So, of all days. So, at least at least the fans in Montreal, not all, everyone could get in the building. And it's got to be frustrating for season ticket holders, actually, man. Because there's more than 2,500 season ticket holders. So, I got to wonder about that. Let's bring in Mo Khan right now. TSN Radio, Montreal, McGill University, play-by-play. Mo, always a pleasure. How you doing? Very well yourself, Gabe. Well, I'm doing well, Mo. I've been cashing tickets. I've been enjoying this ride. Um, I would have preferred if they would have won uh, by more than uh, one and a half goals this evening, but I'll take it. I'm not going to get greedy, Mo. And it reminds me kind of of the Raptor run where it's just it's a lot of fun every night. Oh, they won again. Hey, we won another bet. But as I was just saying, so 2,500 season ticket holders, right, get in. They have a lottery for this. And how many season ticket holders do the Canadians have? Like 16,000 or something? 15,000, whatever the hell it's like. Yeah, they, they, have, a, they have a waiting list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they only have like, because they have to have a few tickets available to the public. I think I yeah, think I they max yeah. out at 16,000 type thing, 17,000 for season ticket holders. So I'm just saying, Mo, 25, I, I bet you there are people that are in the building that are season ticket holders that didn't win the lottery that are actually so hardcore that bought tickets uh, to get in, right? So I'd love <laughs> to see them expand a little bit. And I don't want to get into the, you know, the COVID this and COVID that stuff. But I always thought the same thing, Mo, when I watched like the in Europe over the last couple of months where the stadium was empty, but there's 75,000 people outside the stadium. It's like, guys, it's kind of pointless right. of not letting them in if they're just going to be hanging out outside anyways. And you only let 2,500 <laughs> people in the arena, yet there's literally thousands of people without masks on outside the arena hugging and drinking and screaming watching the game on their phones, not even on a screen, Mo. It's this crazy scene out there. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, though, they're, they're popping off fireworks along St. Cass yeah. and ran the back boulevard for those who are familiar with the downtown core, as you are, Gabe. And, and, like, I think tonight was an elation. I, I sense that, hey, they're halfway through the playoff run of, of eight wins, right? You need eight more wins to get the cup and bring it back for the first time in 28 years. And, Gabe, you look at this game last night with how they played against Winnipeg. I mean, look, they had a two-goal lead. Winnipeg came back. And then nine times out of ten, the Habs would have crumpled and folded and lost that game and moved back to Winnipeg for game five. But quite frankly, they came out there and they kept on blitzing and blitzing Connor Hellebuck, and they got that game-winning goal, and Cole Caulfield was a facilitator of that goal. And look what happened, right? Mark Bergeron pushing the right buttons with the Toffoli sign, the Caulfield draft pick. And look, Dominic Ducharme, for what he's done in the last seven games of having the right combination of players out there, it worked masterfully for him in getting this victory for the Habs and now moving on to the third round. Um, you know, it's an amazing run that this team has been on. 
It's amazing that they, they haven't trailed. And as you stated, they showed that resiliency. And I liked it because I got to be honest as uh, – I got to be honest as well, Mo. Listen, and I've done it. I've brought it up on a couple of occasions. And so I was just responding. I couldn't help, Like, uh, You know, Drew Livingston, Sportsnet, and, you know, good guy. Good guy he used to be our cameraman, actually, here on the grid. He's a big-time hockey producer now. And he's got video of the people celebrating on the street. He goes, Habs fans acting like they won the Stanley Cup. Settle down. Um, I-M-A-O. And I just responded to him. I said, this is not a Montreal Cup celebration. Wait and see what a Montreal celebration's like. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not a Cup. Cup celebration is a full-out riot. All right? That's, that's just uh, – this, this is just the beginning here. I don't think he, un- he understands. But people have compared this team to 93, and I have as well. And we know the 1993 run – was all built on overtime games. And the Canes haven't had a ton of overtime games in this playoffs, but they did in 1993, and they kept on winning. So, you know, it was sort of like that. You know what I mean? And listen, you played football. You know, it was like you – if you're the coach and you're the players, you like it almost. It's like you guys showed a lot of resiliency. You got a lead. You blew the lead, but you didn't panic. You dug down deep. You dominated even when they scored two quick goals. You didn't let up. There's a lot to like about this team moving forward. They're extremely confident right now, but now they're going to be the ones with a little bit of a layoff, which is ironic, actually, because no one saw this coming. Yeah, it's funny, Gabe, because I posted on Twitter, hey, will the Habs be the Winnipeg Jets of this round where the layoff hurt the Jets? And look what happened, right? They're now out, and the Habs move on. The momentum, and I'll give you an example, Gabe, right? We can go back to the 2007 World Series, the Colorado Rockies, right? They had all the momentum, uh, you know, cru- cruising through the NL, and they had that long layoff before before they faced the Boston Red Sox, and they got crushed by the Red Sox. I'm not saying that this is going to happen to the Canadians, but how will Dominic Ducharme now approach these next few days? Because in all likelihood, Vegas and, of course, with Colorado, they're going minimum six, maybe seven games by the look of it. If they go the full distance, and we questioned about the Habs last week, gave you and I say, look, will they be healthy? Well, they're probably going to have, um, they're probably going to have, and I don't know if we just lost Mo, if we can reconnect uh, with them, but they're probably going to have seven, seven to eight days um, between, you know, before they play again, right? I don't think they're going to start this weekend. They still have more hockey left to be played. So it'll start next week. It'll be interesting to see how the schedule plays out. But, yeah, you know, when the Canadians look, man, they, they had a hard-fought seven-game series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Then there was a massively quick turnaround, man. All right, like they, you know, it was less than forty-eight hours later. Boom, you're playing in, uh, you're playing in Winnipeg, and it seemed like it would have been a bad spot for them, but they fought through. But with all that being stated, you don't want to play on adrenaline forever. All right, you can't play on adrenaline forever, and I think that the layoff is probably a little bit longer than they would like. They would probably ideally just prefer if it was like four days, than like seven or eight days. But at the same point in time. It gives them uh, time to rest up. It gives Carey Price an opportunity uh, to rest up. And I don't think Carey Price is suddenly going to get cold, um, you know, because they're off for a week right now. I don't, I don't have a problem. Um, I don't have a problem with the rest. 
uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. Amazing, though. Um, we, you know, we keep on giving you these numbers about this team, and and they just keep on repeating themselves about how well if they score three or more goals, uh, they win. It's now twenty in a row, guys. Twenty and a row. All right. As far as if the Montreal Canadiens score three or more goals in the playoffs, that they win the game. And I think it's up to uh, twenty-six and one now in the last twenty-seven, but. So here's Kerry Price's numbers in the last seven games. His record is 7-0. His goals against average is 1.64. Save percentage is 9.43. Um, and he's got a shutout. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens have now not trailed in 437 minutes and 53 seconds. The second longest stretch in postseason history. Only the 1960 Montreal Canadiens, who never trailed in all eight playoff games, had a longer uh, span. So they're moving in on you know, nearly 500 minutes of not trailing uh, right now. Like, wow. It's just a, you know, what a, it's an incredible run. Uh, an, an incredible run uh, that the Montreal Canadiens are on uh, right now. And they will be big underdogs. They will be big underdogs against um, against either Vegas or Colorado. All right? Like, they're, they're going to be, even though they're on this run that they're on right now, and we were talking with Dave Sharapat about this, um, what was it, last night. And look, Colorado, dude, the Toronto Maple Leafs were like a three to one favorite against the Canadians. And they're not as good as the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche are like God's gift to hockey, according to people who started watching hockey five years ago. And so you've got, and same with Vegas, you know, those diehard Vegas Golden Knight fans of three or four years that have really, you know, paid their dues um, so far, right? You know, anything can happen moving forward. We see it time and time again. Now, I don't know if uh, I'm crazy. <laughs> well, I do know that I'm crazy. Uh, but shouldn't uh, shouldn't we have gone to a break? Like, I don't know, like two or three minutes ago? We lost Mo Khan like five minutes ago, and I've just kept going. But we've been on our own since. Is this, is this like just one of these deals? Is this a commercial-free program today? <laughs> is, this, is, this, uh, is this what we're doing? commercial free hey listen there's a saying in this business you just keep talking until they tell you not to talk but I am pretty sure we should have uh, gone to a break like about uh, two or three minutes ago Uh, Matthias are you there or have you uh, disappeared all right man this is like a bad movie where I'm lost at sea and um, and everybody, everybody is um, all my crewmen are dead. <laughs> well, 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 well. The late night anger management class. The adventure. It's good thing the Canadian one. This is portrait. We do this 24 hours a day, every, every day. day. It's real. And it's here. We 
got to come up with a better name for it than fantasy sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Maybe I'll go down to the track, put it all on a horse. Why don't you put it in the bank? Bank? This is found money. I want to parlay it. I want to make a big score. Oh, you mean you want to lose it? <laughs> the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Shout out to Andrew McKinnis, who will join us tomorrow night. He's a big Montreal Canadian uh, fan, and um, he's all fired up uh, right now, and uh, rightfully so. And it's funny seeing, like, the, the people that want to rain on the parade. Oh, they're going to lose, and oh, they only won, oh, the North sucks, and uh, and all this other stuff. Well, you know what? There's only one team that's already punched their ticket into the Final Four, and that's the Montreal Canadiens. So, I don't know, they can't suck that hard. And I'll tell you what, they suck less than your sucky teams do, as, uh, as Homer would say. Boy, that team sure did suck last night. <laughs> so, um... Uh, that's that's pretty simple uh, right there. So, Mo, and I we said this earlier, and hardcore Canadian fans knew this really coming in. At first, at first it was just about beating the Leafs, bro. You know what I mean? It was like whatever happens yeah. after, like who cares? It was a very Auburn, Alabama type of thing. They're massive rivals, or at least they, they used to be. The Leaf fans are cool. Um, like I've been getting tweets from Lee. I got a tweet from a Raptor fan. Uh, I'm a big Raptor fan. I got a tweet. He told me, he goes, I'm not a Habs fan, but he goes, I don't hate them. But he goes, that's like an old man feud or something. Like that's from like the fifties. <laughs> like, you know I mean? And it's kind of <laughs> true. It is, you know, that, that is kind of true, but it still had that. It was a big series, Mo. You know what I mean? Montreal, Toronto, finally in the playoffs. Let's do this thing. We're going head to head. Let's see what happens. And it sort of had that, like, Auburn-Alabama feel. But, it, you know, you're a college guy, so it has that college feel, Mo, in a sense. Like, you know what I mean? You beat your, your in-state rival in the last game of the year, and then you won the conference championship, and now you're going to the Final Four in the playoffs. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, what a run. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we just beat Alabama. We just beat Florida in the SEC conference championship game, and we're in the Final Four. That's the Montreal Canadiens right now. You like that analogy, Mo? I think it's a good one. <laughs> it's a very good one. It's definitely is. And look, you know, to use this, I'll give you a better example. Toronto and, and the Habs are like 
Texas A&M in Texas, right? They haven't played in, in many years in the last decade or so, but when they do play, forget about it. Throw away the record books, and that was the thing, Gabe. A lot of Montreal's were looking at this as being their Stanley Cup. Well, that was the ultimate like cherry on top right now, but as they move towards the third round, there's a sense of confidence oozing within the city saying, look, we could go on a run. We got the hottest goalie right now in the NHL. We got a young core that's learning to uh, grow as they get better and better. And let's not forget about Eric Stahl, Corey Perry. These veterans have been guiding this group of players through the storm. And now here they are, like an Ibis uh, after Hurricane, that they are now ready to go through another round and maybe go to the Santa Cup final in a few weeks here. And the thing is, Gabe, when you look at this Montreal Canadiens team, right, they were written off back in late March after the COVID-19 scare that they had. That Can they recover? Can Dom Ducharme be the guy for them? Can Mark Bergeron be the GM? for them and quite frankly now for Jeff Molson the owner of this franchise whether they win the cup or not however far they go now Gabe the question for Jeff Molson is this how many years do you give Mark Bergman for what they've done now or was this a complete complete different situation for them from where it was say four or five months ago and for Dominic Ducharme he was he was led he was pretty much dead right now Gabe for what he was going to be a few weeks ago now the question is for Jeff Molson is how many years do you give Dominic Ducharme to be the head coach of this team moving forward after this playoff series? He'll get a three-year deal, I think. Four's too long, two's too that's short, this- three's, three's perfect. He'll get, I say, a three-year yeah. deal. And Bergevin, listen, Bergevin deserves credit. Um, he does. But one thing, you know, one thing that's positive about this is moving forward, actually. Now, Carey Price isn't getting any younger, but you see he's still playing elite hockey, right? But... I brought it yes. up to stat earlier tonight, Mo. The Canadians have gotten like eight or nine goals now from players that are 21 years or younger in the playoffs so far, right? So the future is bright. And this Cole Caulfield kid, like Caulfield, I mean, it's the real deal. I mean, he's not scoring, but you see the playmaking ability. You just see he's got that it factor, man. He puts the puck through the dude's skates. Like, he just finds a way. And his passing is amazing. Dude, he had a pass in the last game. Last night that was amazing. Right? Like, it's just his passing yeah. is unbelievable. So, I'm just saying, like, you know, there is something. Bergevin, it isn't just a bunch of old dudes that are getting lucky and all. They, they, you know what I mean? You know, I remember the Canadians made it a couple of years ago uh, to the semifinals, um, whatever it was, four or five years ago. They weren't really great. They just sort of got hot and went on a run. The thing is, at least you can look and say, look, they've got a lot of, like, Suzuki's a great young player. They've got a lot of good young players on this team right now. So at least there, there is a little bit of a future. But, listen, beating the Leafs was great. You handle business against the Jets. Now it's all what can they do in the next series, right? And I think they can battle. I, I know it's not going to be easy. But as far as Bergevin is concerned, I don't want to go overboard and, like, you know what I mean? Like you said, give this guy a 10-year contract extension. How many years has he been there, Mo? Like a long time. What is he? He's now been there for yeah, since May yeah, May of twenty twelve is when he was hired as the GM. And and Gabe, the thing is, right, a lot of half fans wanted it out after what happened this past year of them (laughs) not being a top two team in the North Division. But the thing is, right, is this all a con act for what this team's gonna be? Because Gabe, the reality is Eric Stahl, Corey Perry, they found a fountain of youth and played well throughout this series of playoff games. The thing is now, Shea Weber, Carey Price are on the back nine of their careers. So can they still duplicate this performances that they've had that can carry over for next year? The reality is this team right now, this is Carey Price's best chance to get himself a Stanley Cup ring because we don't know what next year or two years or 
whatever it is down the road, will hold for this franchise. So if they're going to strike, they got to do it now, Gabe, because who knows what the future will be for this franchise moving forward. Yeah, you're damn right. And I've been calling it, Mo. We need the, the Montreal Canadiens versus the New York Islanders, Stanley Cup, bro. The Islanders knocked the Bruins <laughs> off, right? And they're one win away. Who do we beat in 93? The Islanders, right? They're one, the they're round, one right. win away. The Islanders are one win away, one win away from knocking off the Boston Bruins. And then after that, everybody's going to say, oh, the New York Islanders don't have a hope in hell against Tampa Bay. Montreal don't have a hope in hell against Vegas and Colorado. Someone will get upset. Maybe not both. Somebody will get upset. Either the Canadians or the Islanders will end up getting there. All right? That's the way hockey works. Hockey's a crazy sport. If you get hot, you can will yourself uh, to victory. But, you know, like I was saying, as far as Bergevin, there's been a lot of mistakes over the years, bro. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> he's... I'm going to give the guy credit, mostly, Mo, because I love the guy's swag right now. He's really in FU mode. He's like, I know you all wanted to fire me. I love he's got the hair. He reminds me of a soccer coach now. You know what I mean? He's got the hair. He's got the tight suits, the red suit tonight. I love him in the press box when they won. He's high. He runs downstairs to be with the team. Like, he's high-fiving everybody. He's all fired up. And it's hard not to be happy for the guy. The guy has gotten ripped in every language, Mo, right? Uh, French language media, yeah. English language media, Chinese language media, um, you know, Ara- Arabic media, any media you can name, guys. They've ripped Mark Bergevin over the years. Trust me, I've been part of it. So, listen, the guy gets ripped a lot. Good for him. Good for him that he can have a drink tonight and celebrate a little bit. Yeah, and, and again, I think he's now in a position where he does have some leverage from the contract negotiation because he's right now entering the final 12 months of his GM contract with, with Jeff Molson as we speak. So he does have some momentum, Gabe. But if he can get himself this third-round win over Vegas or Colorado, it puts him in the driver's position to get himself uh, another three-year deal maybe or four-year deal. Who knows how that will play out? But he could definitely make some inroads on how to be the long-term GM of this franchise for the next few years. Mo Khan joining us from TSN Radio in Montreal. So, people, if you're tuning in, you don't really realize, like, it's hard. Like, if you've got a star quarterback – Whatever, like, you know what I mean? It's You can win a playoff game or two, but it's hard. Like, if you've got a star player in the NBA, you can win a little bit. It's hard. Like, you know, for people who are just wondering, my point is, in hockey, the most talented team doesn't win all the time, right? And it's not about, like, the yeah. most talented team. There's a lot of most talented teams gone. And, in fact, I saw a stat, Mo. How about this? 17 of the top 18 um it was basically, I think it was 17 of the top 18 players besides the Lightning players are out of the playoffs now. Like, look at, so, like, you know, the Connor McDavid top score. Oh, it was 17 of the top 18 scores. That was it. So, it's like, look at right. all the top scores. Gone. Austin Matthews, gone. Marner, gone. Connor McDavid, gone. Gone. Sidney Crosby, gone. Malkin, gone. Who's left playing hockey right now? The scrappy-ass New York Islanders, the scrappy Boston Bruins, the scrappy Montreal Canadiens, and then the skilled Vegas and Colorado, and one of them are about to be gone. I mean, scrappiness pays off in hockey in the playoffs. It isn't basketball where it's sheer talent. You need cutting edge. That's what you need. You need cutting edge to win these type of games here. 
and that's where they get it from, right? Those third and fourth liners that are going to go bombs away and, and throw their bodies at getting the puck to win the puck possession, to win the retention of, of a cycle. And that's why I think now moving towards the Final Four, whether the Islanders do pull off and beat the Boston Bruins, I think Barry Trotz deserves full props for what he has done with that team. Because, again, they could have been dead for rights in Game 4 in Long Island, how they could have lost that game, but they kept persevering and went through that after that awful loss in Game 3. I think for Tampa right now, if they get through, they might be the prohibitive favorites to get into this cup final because of what they've done. And again, for Kucherov, for his level of excellence to not play the entire year because of a hip injury, he looks like he's on Gen 5 right now of how well he's been of, of a hockey player. So I think there are some compelling storylines going towards the Final Four. If we get the rematch of the Islanders and Tampa Lightning, that's going to be a fun series to watch because those two teams, it's a clash of styles, but great coaching matchup with John Cooper and Barry Trotz. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... Uh... Oh yeah, it's it's uh, look looking at the odds now. So the Colorado Avalanche are plus two twenty to win the Stanley Cup. The Tampa Bay Lightning are plus two thirty. The Vegas Golden Knights are plus four fifty. The New York Islanders are plus seven hundred, and the Montreal Canadiens are plus eight fifty. I find it interesting that they they have the Islanders favored ahead of the Montreal Canadiens now, uh, even even though the Islanders haven't punched their spot in. So. If you're buying in for the Montreal Canadiens right now, guys, plus 850. If somebody asks you, Mo, Montreal, what are the Canadiens' odds right now? You can tell them. Plus 850 to win the Stanley Cup uh, right now. Mo Khan throwing it down with us. Well, Mo, I got to tell you what, we got to keep doing this as long as we keep winning, right? As long as they keep winning, I just need to keep joining us along the way, especially, I don't know, by chance. I think they might play him next Monday, too. We're going to be off this week. Yeah. Um, we're going to be, they're not going to be playing, right, for, for about a week now. Yeah, we're looking at, I think, a Monday start, if not Tuesday, ladies, because, again, they want to get these games in ASAP before the Olympic Games arrive in mid-July for NBC. Oh, God. Hey, great stuff, Mo. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Look forward to catching up with you again. Likewise, my friend. Have a great weekend. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Hey, there's uh, there's Mo Khan uh, with us. Great guy, um, Mo Khan. Great stuff uh, with Mo. George Kurtz is going to step up and in. We'll get uh, some Long Island love going for the New York Islanders. And you know what? I'm happy for the Islanders because we hit that uh, we hit that parlay. We had the uh, the New York Islanders plus a puck and a half and the Montreal Canadiens uh, to win the game. And it ended up being plus 169. It was plus 150, but I didn't click it. And the number kept dropping. People were betting on Winnipeg before the game. The Canadians went from 156 all the way down to like minus 138 or so. The late night anger match for Cross continues. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Freeman of Warwick. Level one, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down as uh, we fight our way through. We're like a hockey team, fighting way our way through bad calls, bad refing, bad fans, bad everything. But I'm a great player, so uh, we just uh, have to block everything out. And <laughs> I have to just think like Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Um, all right, so we got George uh, George Kurtz uh, stepping up and in. Um, should be an adventure. Um, as soon as you know what, we can walk. I don't know if we can. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens moving forward. But the roller coaster is here. Uh, the adventure rolls on. Thanks to Mokad uh, for joining us on the program from Montreal. Uh, kicking it uh, with us as uh, they're going crazy. They're partying their asses off um, in uh, in Montreal. So, Long Island, they could be partying in Long Island next. And as I was saying earlier, hockey is a sport, guys. It's not like other sports, man. It really isn't. And if you saw me on Twitter tonight, I tweeted this out about this game. The Montreal Canadiens were out shooting them 13-1 to 1 in the period, all right? They were out shooting them like 36-12 to 12 at one point. 37-12, to 38-12, whatever. And... How many times have we seen this time and time again? I'll never forget that stupid Olympic hockey game that I bet way too much money on. Like, I literally bet, like, I don't know, it's like 1500 bucks, or it was a lot. I was crushing Olympic hockey in the last Olympics, and it wasn't with the NHLers, right? But one of the team, like the Czech Republic, had a bunch of good players, and they were playing against Norway. And they outshot them. They outshot Norway literally like 27 to 4 or something in the first two periods, but it was scoreless. And of course, like Norway scored a goal in the first minute of the third period and ended up losing. <laughs> and you see it all the time in hockey. So for those of you that want to go ahead and bet on Colorado and Vegas right now, go ahead and do it. You obviously have to watch a lot of hockey. Break it. Listening to the home of the winning edge. It's easy to get. Just keep it here. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.